Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. Could we start to see another big push into energy stocks happening here real soon? Let's have a look at it. Hey folks, it's Serge Berger here, your host of the Steady Wealth Podcast. And we want to have a look at energy stocks here. Now, there are a lot of different components to this analysis here today. We're going to be looking at performance. We're going to look at a whole bunch of reasons why uh, energy stocks are an interesting field to be investing in from a secular growth perspective, from a diversification perspective, just generally as an asset class or as a sector, I should say. And then we'll look at what some of the bigger investors are doing, including specifically Warren Buffett or Berkshire Hathaway in terms of their allocation to energy stocks that I think should help us get a bit of a uh, feel around this. Let's start uh, broad and we are going to be looking or describing a couple of charts as well. As always, if you are watching this on YouTube, you will see the chart. If you're not watching on YouTube and one of our regular podcast uh, channels, do not worry. I'm going to describe whatever simplistic chart we are going to be looking at for purposes of this discussion. So let's start off and uh, have a bit of an idea of what some of the the basic ideas are of investing in energy stocks. Now, just so you know, energy stocks had a really bad stretch for quite a while up until a number of years ago. In fact, energy stocks as a sector still are actually underperforming the broader indices by quite a wide margin. We'll look at the performance uh, uh, metrics here in just a little bit, but uh, just as I'm couple of reasons why energy stocks from a portfolio construction per- perspective uh, do tend to make sense. The first one is the resiliency. If you think about energy stocks as a source of a source of allocation or a source of resiliency is, is what I guess I'm trying to say, energy stocks can demonstrate resiliency and stability through the lens of providing a, a pretty reliable foundation for investment portfolios. Even in economic downturns, and so if we were to see some sort of downturn, energy stocks can be quite resistant. Now, of course, we're not talking about any energy stocks here. I'm specifically referring to larger ones. And even when you have something like a long-term, under, a multi, multi, multi-year underperformance of energy stocks, as something like ExxonMobil and those kinds of things still uh, can come through because there is certain dividends and things being paid as well. So just keep that in mind. But a source of stability and, and resilience, I think, is an important part about investing in energy stocks, particularly some of the larger ones. ExxonMobil, I'm just pulling it up here uh, on one of my other resources, currently has a dividend yield of about 3.66%. And if you think about that, just quick as a side note, right now we're, we have the luxury of getting 45 to 5% risk-free. And I say risk-free using, let's say, three-month T-bills or even five or 10-year paper U.S. Treasury notes. If we then add another three to four percent of dividend yields, you can see with a maybe a sector that's quite resilient like energy stocks, you can see we very quickly get to eight, nine, maybe even ten percent if we push it, 
with taking extremely little risk compared to an all equities portfolio. So I just thought I would uh, point that out. The other thing that about energy stocks thing is, is global demand. So the constant global demand for energy as is there. It's a steady, steady demand. Energy stocks and the oil sector and natural gas and renewables maintain their significance in powering economies worldwide. I've talked about this through a whole bunch of different investor groups and certainly to our clients, excuse me, over the past number of years. And that is that we are going to have more and more demand for, for energy on a global basis. And the reason is quite simple. As the world, every year we see, or every, let's maybe count it in five years at a time, more economies and more people are coming out of the, the, the poorest standard of livings. And one of the first things that a, a person, a human being, an economy does is they will want electricity, some sort of, some sort of demand for heating, some sort of demo or for cooling, depending on what it is. And so all that kind of stuff needs energy of some sort. Along the same lines, and this kind of summarizes maybe point one and two is diversification. I think energy stocks offer diversification benefits to investment portfolios because they represent a wide range of subsectors. And this is really important, very much like the financial sector or industrial stocks or even technology stocks. There is a wide range of subsectors. So including things like traditional fossil fuels, alternative energies and infrastructure, all sorts of stuff that, that can not just mean we invest just in energy as a, as an asset, as a sector, but really also a, a, we can diversify quite nicely inside of it by being allocated to the energy sector and through all the different subsectors. Innovation and growth potential. I think this is one of the other things that people always look for growth potential. Typically people look for growth in, in the tech sector, rightly, but the energy sector has a lot of uh, growth as well in part due to technological innovation, but also the, the demand that I just talked about. So the energy sector is constantly changing. You know, if you talk to some people in the sector, they constantly talk about energy with ongoing innovations in, in, in technology and sustainability that ultimately lead to growth opportunities for investors, particularly in the renewable space. So I think that's interesting. Income, right? We just touched on it before with ExxonMobil. I was looking at one of my screens over here again, ExxonMobil currently having a dividend yield as I'm recording this of about 3.66%. But many energy stocks offer attractive dividend yields. I will caution that, and this is not investment advice, this is just information and research but, and, and education, but I would always shy away from lower cap, higher risk kind of exploration type of companies in the energy space, just because they may not have the balance sheet to sustain things. So a, a, a good dividend for a stock like that may not be a good thing. It's really about the, the more, the larger companies. So. Either way, the attractive dividend there, it provides investors with a source of passive income and of course, the additional for, for potential capital appreciation. Cyclical opportunities. The energy market often exhibits cyclical patterns. We see that within sort of the rotation of going through the economy. There, there are cyclical plays to be had when we go into a potential recession. We can maybe go underweight energy when we come out of it, maybe add back to energy. So there is that as well. This presents basically strategic opportunities for investors to capitalize on the fluctuations of supply and demand, geopolitical factors, and then regulatory changes. We'll get back to the geopolitical stuff as well. Infrastructure development, we have a huge infrastructure project currently, actually a lot of them in the United States that are going to get actually be put to you to be funded over the next year or two. So there's a lot of investment in energy stocks that con con contributes to development of 
essential infrastructure like pipelines, power plants, renewable energy installations, a lot of things. They run, it's almost everywhere, to be honest with you. Um, then we have the whole ESG thing, and we know some people, you know, there's a divide there. Some people like, some people don't, but there is a demand for it. So the ESG considerations can further certain companies. If let's say, and this is again, not a recommendation, just hypothetical, let's say ExxonMobil were to become extremely ESG efficient, that would, that would then give that stock more demand for it being put into specific ETFs and funds. So again, a lot of different ways this can go. Geopolitical factors, I said, I'd quickly come back down to this. I think the energy stocks are influenced by geopolitical events and policies in many ways. And it's a complex construct there, but it offers investors exposure to global dynamics and potential opportunities arising from shifts in supply and demand, trade agreements, new parties, new presidents coming to terms, old ones going out, um, and energy independence initiatives and all that kind of stuff. Even if you think about it as a defensive thing. So let's say, for example, and, and this is, again, just pure information. Let's say we have a geopolitical problem somewhere and it's heating tensions in oil-sensitive countries, for example, or oil exporters. That can actually be, in some cases, I don't want to say in all cases, say in all cases, but in some cases, maybe a lot of cases can be a boost to the price of oil which is then going to be not necessarily negative for some of the oil stocks. And so it's an embedded hedge. So again, there's so many different ways to why the energy sector is so interesting long. And again, and I do want to go after this with, with a law, a diversified approach. Diversified means having an energy basket, um, energy stocks basket, maybe even some energy things, uh, commodities themselves. If one is uh, versatile enough uh, and well-versed enough and has the, the, the stomach for it. But again, it's a really interesting sector. Long-term trends, and this is going to lead me into the next point, despite short-term volatility, long-term trends such as urbanization, again, coming out of poverty, population growth, the transition to cleaner energy sources suggests favorable prospects for energy stocks over time and has over, over many years. So there is a reason why the energy sector is very interesting for many investors to, to consider. So let me just quickly show you, and I will talk to this. So again, if you're listening to this, on a traditional podcast channel and not on, not on YouTube, I'm going to just quickly share with you a, a statistic or a couple of statistic, statistics. So let me, uh, let me quickly go through. So one of the things that I would like to show you is the performance of energy stocks versus, let's say, the S&P 500. And uh, for that, I've been looking at energy stocks for a long time, and there's many different ways in which we can look at those through logarithmic charts or not. But essentially, the S&P 500, S&P 500 energy sector has been underperforming the S&P 500 itself now since 2008. So think about that. And that's largely because technology has done all the heavy lifting and tech has been outperforming. But there is a longer term pattern here, I think, for energy to really start doing very well. What I'm showing right now for those people that can see this is just a basically a chart that is going down still, but is starting to percolate to turn back up from a longer term underperformance as a sector versus the S&P 500. And again, largely that's due to technology, the Max 7, that kind of stuff. But if we look at it through the lens of, of performance on a sector uh, level, um, what I can show you uh, or talk to is that on a three, on a, let's say a one-year look back, so I'll give you four, three, four different timeframes. On a one-year look back, so for the past 12 months, the energy sector has actually been one of the worst sectors. It's, it's, it's basically flat. 
on a three-year look back. So we look back three years, energy sector is outperforming by a wide margin. It's like, it's up almost more than twice the energy, the tech sector. And that's largely because in 2022, and I'll quickly want to be a bit more succinct, clear about this in 2022, the energy sector had a really big run. So that's, so basically the entire performance of recently, the long-term one coming back up as well as the three years based on one year worth of price action. And that's basically 2022. If you look back five years, the energy sector is up 66%. That's good, right? But nowhere near the 206% the tech sector is. And if you look back 10 years, the energy sector is actually up less than it is five years, it's actually up only 47%. So again, you can see the struggled energy sectors has been having. So that's a big point. Now, what I wanna talk about for a minute is both the structural demand, the longer term structural demand for the energy sector. Um, as again, we are getting more efficient. There is now a, a lot of talk uh, and actual money being put to work in uh, back into uranium. So uranium, for example, is another, energy thing, not to be uh, underestimated, the, the ticker symbol for an ETF there that kind of represents uranium and, and uranium, by the way, I should say, goes into nuclear energy, right? So nuclear plants being built, become coming, being modernized, being brought up to speed, not being shut down, any of the above are, are, are things that are happening around the world because apparently there's new safer ways of doing nuclear power plants and so forth. uranium goes into that. The ticker symbol for the ETF that represents that part of the energy symbol sector is URA. I am long in full disclosure. We own it for clients also at Blue Marlin Advisors and over at our, that's our investment advisory firm and over at our research educational company. We over at the studytrader.com, I should say, we also have it there in some ideas on a long set. So just some full disclosure, we do actually own that on our personally as well. Again, not our recommendation. So again, there's a lot of demand there for energy, both from the clean energy side, but also again, just really for any kind of energy. One thing I always like to bring up in the same topic is that right now, here in 2024, and that's, that was true the last number of years as well, of course, we are using more of any energy source that we've ever used before, any of the major ones. Like for example, we're burning more coal now than we ever did, like during the industrial revolutions. One wouldn't think that since we have a lot of other energy sources, but we're using so much energy as a globe, sources of energy that it's, we're using more, even coal than we were using during the industrial revolution. And this gets me to positioning and I'm going to turn this, the sharing screen, the screen sharing back off because it's really not, actually, no, I'll quickly show it to you. Berkshire Hathaway. I was going through some statistics. So Berkshire Hathaways is quite well known to own a decent chunk of ExxonMobil, of course, a large energy sector stock and also Occidental Petroleum. The ticker symbol for ExxonMobil is XOM. The ticker symbol for Occidental Petroleum is OXY. A couple of statistics for you. I think these are interesting. The charts, particularly for Occidental Petroleum, are looking more and more interesting. Again, this is a longer-term play. This is not something that we're expecting to top over the next day or two, although it certainly can, but it's a longer-term thing. So just a couple of words on Occidental Petroleum as it relates to Warren Buffett, i.e. Berkshire Hathaway. What I came across here is that Berkshire Hathaway reported, I think about a week or two ago it was, that it had increased its stake in Occidental Petroleum by another 8.74%. So they added more than like 19 million shares. So basically they are now a major shareholder 
of Occidental Petroleum. And I believe it's the only stock they added to in the fourth quarter. So that's, I think, really interesting. So it shows you, and there's other big investors doing the same, by the way. So it shows you the conviction, or conviction is a strong word, but where they think things might be going in terms of future demand for a certain asset class uh, when Berkshire Hathaway increases its 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 holdings in, in for example, in this case, Occidental Petroleum. I think that's a, that's a big deal. That's the summary I wanted to give you on X on, on energy stocks. If I look at the energy sector a bit more near term, just for those people that are more near term focused, we are seeing, we have seen over the past number of a couple of weeks or so, it hasn't been long, but we've seen a bit of a, a pushback into energy sector, the energy sector as the price of oil has gone up. And I'll leave you with this thought. If the energy sector is going up, meaning the oil price is going up, there would be a strong correlation to that, to at least in the near to intermediate term. That will be an inflationary force. And if inflation becomes stickier from here, it's going to make it more difficult for the Fed to consider cutting rates or certainly cutting it only a little bit, if that's even a, a thing they can do, which in turn may not be the most positive scenario for the equity sector as the equity market as an asset class. I'll leave you with that, just ending it with a broadening thought uh, as it relates to, as all this may relate to the broader uh, market. So that's a bit of a summary of the energy sector. Hope, folks, I hope it was helpful and we'll see you again in the next Steady Wealth Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh -huh.